And welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil. I'm Jeff. And tonight we have a special holiday guest for this holiday we're coming up on, which is Halloween. And we have Miss Alani. Hi, guys. I gotta say, your opening reminds me of what I sound like when Anvil leaves his socks on the floor. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) So, tonight uh, we're gonna talk about Halloween and. Lonnie's going to give us a little brief on how it got to start, and the history, and where it came from, and all those fun things, and what it's morphed into. I think we'll talk about some of the crazy things you see on Facebook and other places, how it's really everything from a satanic holiday to a holiday for men with vasectomies. Really? What? Yeah. Halloween. Halloween. Oh, Halloween. all right, bang, all right. Anyway, so without without a further further uh, one liners from here, come on. We'll go back to the line. So, line, talk to us about Halloween. Where 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 do we get welcome, this? Welcome, by the way. Well, well thank welcome, you. Right. I enjoy the show. I I listen to it and shake my head. I knew we had one fan. So we do. We do. Well, Renee says we have all kinds of good numbers. So, anyways, so. Halloween. Not as much Halloween, but Halloween. Got to start where? Well, it all depends on how you want to look at it. Um, For a lot of people from the Celts, um, it started out as a. Is that uh, the Boston Celtics? Oh, that just drives me crazy. Okay, (laughs) sorry. Go ahead. It was a it was a a festival to to mark the end of the the season. The harvest is brought in. You're going to set some bonfires, you're going to have a little cow, you're going to dance and, and ask for abundance and a fertility and wonderfulness for the coming of the dark time, the winter. So the thought was, was that um, the veil between the living and the dead is thinner during that time, this time of year. For the Celtic nations, you know, Ireland, Scotland, mm-hmm. if you're Scandinavian, it's the same when the veil is thinner. So with the spirits being able to come through more easily, we didn't want them gobbling up our children. So you would dress things up, a little funny face, you know, or scary face, so that if the if the bad spirits came and knocking on your door, they would see other bad spirits here in this Okay, we're done. We don't need to hang out. So they would start. They would, they would carve turnips. Turnips are what was carved for pumpkins. It was a turnip, and you would carve the little faces in there. And, you, know, you, you could go door to door. You'd get little get some bread, get a cookie. You know, you'd get a little thing because you were the scary spirits, and you didn't want the other spirits to be angry. So you get get a cookie, right? So eventually, Hallmark said, "Hey, look at that." And, <laughs> Nestle said, hey, how about that? And so that happened with that. Was it always Halloween? No, that became part of the, the when the Christian sect started taking things over. Because as we know, most pagan holidays were, were being usurped by Christianity. So they made it into All Souls Day. Okay. So then we just changed the words to Hallow's Eve. It was originally called Samhain, or some some people call it Samhain. It's pronounced Samhain, and uh, so that's the traditional name. And then when the Christians came along, we made all Hallow's Eve, and Halloween, and we didn't even celebrate that in this country for you know long, 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 long time. Now the pagans still bonfire, but. Um, why the, every time you hear a bell, a fairy gets his wings. Oh, I mean, an angel gets his wings. Demon gets his wings. Demon gets his wings, yeah. Wax wine. Not bad. Just a few minutes in, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so in this country, when it, you know, it was, it was out loud for a while, and then when it started becoming popular, and now it rivals Christmas as far as money's. Get out, really? Halloween? Oh, per capita. People want to decorate. That's true. You've got houses that can be just as scary as Christmas can be lovely. And, you know, the the marketing, of course. Hey, buy a candy, have a trick or treat, you know, do the whole thing. So it's billions. It's a billion dollar industry, just like Christmas is a billion dollar industry. And now it's becoming much more commercial. As is most things, 
Americans are just, I'm an American and I'm a growling right. Americans can be very obnoxious and take something and turn it into something just to get wasted. Right? Oh yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And so there's that, there's that part of, it's like St. Patrick's Day, hey, we have to get drunk. <laughs> Right? It's New Year's Eve. We have to get drunk. drunk. Yeah. Right? It's it's Halloween. We have to get stupid. And so you, you have that part of it. But for old pagans like me, it's a time, it's our New Year. Because we the calendar goes from, you know, this time of year in the full circle back. So it's it's New Year's for me as well. I actually have a question before we get too far in. Um, do you think there is, uh, or do you feel, maybe it's the correct terminology for me to use, uh, since you are a psychic, a well-known psychic, uh, do you feel there is any uh, justification for the veil being thinner at certain times of the year, between the living and the dead? I don't know if that's the cultural thing, because like I said, in different parts of the world, in different months, it's thinner then. My feeling is it's thinner all the time. So maybe it just parts a little bit more. Right. People will come through a little easier. You know, for me, it's, I mean, you know, because I see stuff like this all the time, it's always thin for me. But for other people, I had someone uh, text me today and said, uh, I've got this weird thing going on where I'm starting to see things and hear things and experience things. Well, yeah, that's fine here. That, that open at all, you know. Hmm. Now sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. After all, it's just a bad thing to eat at night before you go to bed. Right. And then you have crazy dreams. And there are other times that things are and it's, things are easier to cross, come through. Hmm. Good and bad. Yeah, good and bad. Yeah. yeah. yeah good and bad. Yeah. Well, I think like anything else, and you talk about being more commercialized and that and now, you know, for how many decades has this been a fun holiday? I think it was in late 70s became not fun because then people were supposedly tainting the candy and things like that happened. But overall, it's been a fun holiday. It's a holiday for kids and to dress up a lot. But, you know, and this actually started last year, I think. But you see, again, social media, they're posting how the costumes are offensive. Right. If you dress as as a Native American, it's offensive. If you dress. Like uh, leprechaun, leprechaun, or you dress the belly dance, or whatever. it's all offensive. This this isn't a costume; it's my lifestyle. Really? Well, I, you know, there's some of that I can appreciate, and some I can't. I mean, we all got to be able to laugh ourselves. Look, the, the people take you know, show me pictures of witches with the big nose and the big ward on it, and then, you know, ah, you know, the whole <laughs> thing. You know, the first time I saw one of the, the decorations with the with the witch on the broom, and she was into a pole, right? That really annoyed me. But then I had to get a sense of humor and say, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself and realize sometimes it's, what if it's an homage to that particular, you know, I have an homage to you, so I'm going to dress up like you. Right. Right. So, you know, there's there's that kind of there's that kind of thing. What annoys me is when I see the um, the anti-Halloween houses. That are the seven or the, the, the seven deadly sins or the ten commandments and and the whole thing and you go in and they have the kids come there and they say decorate for Christmas or <laughs> you know they come in and it's you know they have a woman dressed as a prostitute you know or or a crack whore or whatever and they're like ah oh, this is the you know this is greed and gluttony and sin and all this <laughs> you know just makes me shake my head going why why why. But it, for me, when my kids were little, I have three boys, and so I didn't have a girl. So for each each Halloween, for their first Halloween, I dressed all three of them as girls because they couldn't stop me hating girls. <laughs> so they didn't do that with their kids. They, they, I tortured them. But for me, there's there's certain things I like to do. Um, I am a firm believer in honoring our ancestors. So when, you know, an ancestor altar is out or if I want to go to their grave, a little piece of extra something special. So at, Hall- at Halloween time, at Halloween time, um, I'd take a chocolate-covered cherry and I'd take a, a chocolate-covered caramel. Here you go. That's for you. you know? Or when it was bad weather, I would leave it in the house and then I'd buy their pictures and then put it outside afterwards. So to honor them, to honor them, you know. 
on our loved ones. We pay homage to them and, and know that they are still watching us and supporting us and communicating with us. And so seeing them in that light, being able to give them respect. So a lot of people equate Halloween to being evil and this, that, and everything else. But actually, well, I mean, it's always been my understanding is that Halloween is the one night that those things take a break. The what things? The evil things? The evil. Well, it, like I said in the beginning, it was thought that, that the, the lower energies came through, the bad spirits came through, so you would dress up, dress the kids up, the family up with the masks to scare the bad spirits away from the household. <clears throat> Keep them away from our household. You know, because that's just how people have thought forever and ever and ever. It got it became perverted when when the church stepped in and said, "Okay, now we're going to take your antlered god, which was the god of the forest, or sympathetic magic, you would die in skins of a of a deer, and and make him into Satan. You know, the devil, which is a Christian concept. It's not a pagan." So uh, there, there you have him, you know, so now you're all bad because y'all you know, have him, so you're all bad. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this is a common idea. Basically what you were saying, it's the perception, you know, that's, you know, that's bad, you right. know, because of the, what the, you know, the church, you right. know, perceived it to be, or made it to be, I should say. And you'll um, still see over in Ireland and Scotland, you know, they'll still fight the bonfires. Mm -hmm. they're, they're still going to dance. They're still going to jump the fire. They're still going to do a parade with the scary faces to scare away the, the, the ickety boogities. Hmm. You, you can't stamp everything out. You know? it's a, this is a lot older than old. You know, I actually have a, a little bit of a story about a true Halloween event. Okay. Um, it's short. So, uh, <clears throat> there was a gentleman out in California that I read the story many, many years ago. Uh, and it came from him, so it wasn't like I got a third or fourth hand, but long story short, uh, it was Halloween of all nights. And, uh, you know, and he, he said, you know, he, because it was Halloween, people automatically think, a few people I've told that, you know, oh, you saw a kid in a costume or something. And he goes, but no. You know, just because Halloween, it had nothing to do with it. You know, anyway, the kids are out trick or treating. Um, he was a teenager at the time; he was seventeen years old, kind of old to be trick trick or treating. But I know I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I True. put stuff. I was a little guy, so I could get away with it. So uh, he was out trick or treating, nah, 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 nah. and uh, he was his friends didn't broke up. They was getting late, so they were all going home, and he was heading home towards his house and on the street. And uh, it was a, like a wooded area uh, off the road. They had to go by and. Uh, he was walking down that area, and uh, out of this bush, you know, uh, was a little creature. It was about four feet tall, and uh, had these big black eyes. Not an alien. wasn't Not like a typical alien, but uh, it stopped, and it had a little cape on, like a little. It had like a little outfit, a little cape. And at first, he thought it was a trick or treater, you know, screwing around with him, like a, you know, like an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old. And uh, but this thing stopped when it came out of the bushes, looked at him, and just did this big grin. And in the grin was all these really, really sharp teeth, you know. Like, and this guy, he says he felt like if he didn't get the hell out of there right then and there, he was going to be dinner for something that shouldn't exist. And he <laughs> gone, he had back right out of the road as fast as he could, took it for a route home. But uh, true story, from what I've told, you know, I find it kind of fascinating. You never you know, know. you do say? never know, yeah. Who, who can say? Who can say? I, I remember being as a, a teenager, you know, we would, you know, we'd roll the Ouija board on Halloween or or do seances or do whatever, you know, fun stuff like that. And it was good. I, you know, I've, I've not always been a very um, respectful person. Sometimes. Really? Those nice people I know. As a teenager, <laughs> the teenagers don't have a brain to begin with, right? They, they, they just leave it. Yep. So I had a friend that was not doing well emotionally, so she was in the hospital. And so we were all dressed up for Halloween because we dressed up for school. And I was a black with my hair vampire, plugged down the teeth, cape, the whole shebang. And we went to, to see them. Right. 
not remembering that it was a room full of people who <laughs> see this as being, oh my God, that's really lovely. And so they had the Charlie Brown Halloween special on. Oh, good Lord. And we sat there. There was probably a half dozen of us all in costume. And all the people in the room were just staring at us, not the television. And we were like entrenched in Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, And everyone right. was looking at us going, oh, my God. <laughs> Way to go, you blockhead. Right. I got a rock. And that's why you always hear me say, I got a rock. Yes, it's good. Mm. So for, for me, when my kid kids and grandkids dress up, it's I know that they're they know the meaning of what's going on. Right. So that makes me feel you know happy. No, my kids just know it's candy and stuff. Well, well, wait, how are you? Kids are not the food pass on to the grandkids. There's always <laughs> well, we, only have, we have one last hope. Yeah, That's right, he told us about the last hope. Like freaking last Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> the last hope. It was a cheeseburger in the Salome. Dressed him up as a cheeseburger. Hey. Be... That's brilliant, though. It is brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So, on, on, you know, on 31st, uh, if you have some family members that you were thinking of, put a glass of water out for them, put a treat out, whatever you want to do. You know, well, I, maybe I'll actually go to the graveyard. I don't do that very often. You know, I figure I'm going to be there soon enough, so I try to avoid the place, but mm -hmm. maybe I'll go. You know, my once a year trip. <laughs> yep, and just you know, honor, honor and celebrate. See it as a celebration. It's my favorite holiday of the whole calendar. My favorite holiday. And it means, uh, it, it just resonates with me because it's the time when uh, folks can freely come and go. And they welcome. Look at that. You know, see, mine, uh, mine was Christmas when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, and I'll say that I was a kid because I didn't understand how the world worked. And, you know, I didn't understand the commercialism of Christmas at that time. You know, we grew up very Catholic, so we, you know, Catholic Mass and Christmas, it was a very long Mass. Easter was even longer, but you went. And, uh, but it was such a, a, a time being filled with such good joy. At least I felt good joy from everybody. Like, if there's one time of the year that's peaceful, I felt peace in the family. It was during Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, and, a, it's a beautiful time of year. Yeah, and the, the music and all the, the songs. And we did actually did caroling when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that in years, but that's what we did. Because we lived in a country and you went to different houses and we got hot chocolate. We did all that, you know, we really did it. Um, so that was my favorite holiday. Now, it, no, it's not my favorite holiday anymore. It's all this is me spending money. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. The focus it's, it's, has changed yeah. quite a bit. You know, I get, you know, half an hour of kids' joy. You know, that's the, you know, yeah. $700, $800 you're spending. You got that. Yeah. 30 minutes of joy come out and the kids are not fighting for once. Oh, thank you. <laughs> true. Very true. And then the bumpuses, dogs come in and eat the turkey and then we're yeah. done. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And then it's Chinese. She's referencing a Christmas story. Yeah, that's great. Google, Google it if you don't know what it's about. Know. Or turn on TBS Christmas Eve at yeah. least for 24 hours straight, I believe. Yeah, and that is just one of the best movies ever made by a friend. Ralphie! Wow! Fudge! So, did you guys have a favorite costume when you were little? Or throughout your life? Oh, I thought sure. werewolf, Bigfoot, that kind of stuff. Alien. That was the three things for me, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Depend on the year. I know one year I was an astronaut because back in sixty eight, sixty nine, when they landed on the moon, sixty nine. You were Neil freaking Armstrong, weren't you? Oh, dude! <laughs> I love. We talked about this. I love it. I've got, a, I've got a photo someplace of me and a couple of the neighbor kids sitting in front of the black and white television, watching the moon. That's a great. That's a great yeah, thing. So you should put that up on our uh, what now? Please do. That's actually pretty cool. But um, I don't think I had a fair custom as long as I want to get candy. How about the candy? Mm -hmm. um, anything else? You know. So well, it was. It was. It was. It was that. It wasn't even the holiday. You didn't get off of school. You didn't get out. 
you know, nothing like that. It was just Halloween. It was just Halloween. Go out, dress up, get candy. Yeah. Back in the day when I was young, and I'm 100 years older than both of you, it used to be the night before Halloween. Halloween in the night. Oh. It used to be a three-night gig hmm. in Oakdale. In Oakdale. In Oakdale. You know, I, I do have a funny story about Halloween. Uh, years ago, uh, there was a bar called Kudas down here on Main Street, Shaw City, which we had never actually met him. Well, they were having a Halloween party one year, like a week before Halloween. So we went, she dressed as a zombie, and I dressed, you know, as a werewolf. I, I had the whole the mask and the gloves and the outfit. I looked like a freaking werewolf. So we're in this dark parking lot walking towards the bar, because it's all dark, you know, where the, the, the grocery store is there. And this couple's coming around the corner, and they see us, they jumped out of their skin, and the guy actually took the girl and put her in front of him. And they're both screaming, they're like, ah! It was hilarious. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! The and like, yeah, the yeah, was talking. Yeah, but it was funny. That guy was, oh, I can't. I don't think they're together anymore, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably ended right there and then. But me and the other were dying from laughter because we scared the shit out. We were even trying to, you know. <laughs> she makes nice. an excellent zombie, I tell you. She really does. She made the makeup perfect. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like you'd see in a movie. Unbelievable. The one time you can express your inner yeah. whatever, yeah. right? And have fun no, with that. How do you say that? Maybe people or stuff. Well, you're going to, but still do it. There was, there was another time. I think I told you about this. Um, a friend of mine bought a house, him and his wife, and I grew up with them, and it was up in Oligo, the heights up there that the rich people live. And uh, I thought I knew what house it was, around Halloween again, we were at a Halloween party. So we're coming home, I'm like, oh, stop at their house to see them, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, all right. And I go, oh, I got this great idea. She's like, I'm like, fuck those streets, let me out. I'm going to bang on the back door and scare the shit out because they don't know we're coming. She's like, I don't think so. I'm like, just fuck, do this, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. And I go, wrong house. Uh-uh. Yep. <laughs> you would think that I would know her from the back, right? You you grew up with her, right? Literally one street over. Bang on the door. I'm in my uh, alien. Was alien. it an alien? It was alien. my alien outfit, alien. right? <laughs> she turns around. It's not her. I'm like, oh, shit. Ah! <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. Shit. I put my hands up. I got the alien gloves on and big black <laughs> eyes and shit. And this, her husband comes around. Big guy, I'm like, oh shit, man! He comes running towards the door. <laughs> he whips it open. I'm ripping off the man. I'm like, whoa! I died in the wrong house. <laughs> True story. True story, man. You uh, almost became one of them there. Yeah, yeah. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. good fun. The things I get myself into. <laughs> you know, dumping for apples. And... Oh, I do. I've done that. I've done that. There's some good fun with that. My my favorite Halloween story um, is um, the Headless Horseman, Disney's version of Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. It's my favorite version of it. And it's just this time of year. Ghosts and the spirits and hype and get your anticipation up and get scared. People love to be scared. They They love to get that adrenaline. And then, and you have to have laughter with terror mm-hmm. so your brain doesn't blow up yeah. you know so it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful. Yep. so do you even want to ghost stories oh ghost stories <laughs> i can't imagine ghost hunters to be any ghost stories ghost investigators i don't know ghost stories <laughs> not from halloween there's plenty of stories out there I could give him a couple of Anything, well, anything. You're the guy. Like okay, which one do I want to tell you? Which one do I want to tell you? Okay. Um, so the year is 1981. And I had been married for, I got married in 80, so however long it was from 80 to 81, a year. God, I wasn't even 10 years old yet. <laughs> um, we, we had to move from where we were living, and we moved out to a house out in Shenango Forest. Okay. And uh, so we found this, it was, now we found it in the papers. 
you know, we, we go up to this house and it's next to this old, old, old cemetery. It's, the cemetery is probably as big as you're downstairs here. Just a teeny wee little old cemetery. But the house was, and we, and we get out and my hackles up right up. And at, at this time, the husband didn't know that I saw weird stuff. Didn't know I was none of that stuff. Didn't know I was none of that stuff. We walk up onto the porch, and there's the door, and next to the door is this little panes of windows so you can see in. Right? right. And you can see in, and you can see the hallway going down and the stairway going up. So in the course of just a few seconds, I look in and I see this woman in Civil Era, Civil War era clothing, up on the stairway with a shotgun, and a man, very obviously dead man here, like on the, on the standing here, he was obviously very good. She had shot him, she'd killed him. And she showed me very quickly what had happened that he, they, he was, he did something in the Civil War and that's what the house and he, uh, she believed he cheated on her. She probably did. She was, she was local. Right. She was, her cassava was definitely crap. And this was her house and she did not want me in there. Oof. Did not want me in there. We hadn't even opened the door yet. We hadn't even, the, the people going to rent us had, I'm going, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to go in there. I don't want this house. I don't want to go in there. So of course we go in there. And she's just on that staircase, just giving me the looks of, to kill. And we're walking around this house and I could just feel her everywhere. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. So I'm like, I don't want to rent this place. I don't want to rent this place. <laughs> so of course we rent the place. Oh. And then I find out I'm pregnant. Oh. Right? So uh, the husband worked down here, right down here in Johnson City, down here. Mm -hmm. And we were on the show. Way out there, yeah. Way, way the freak out there. And she would be in the house. I had a very, very hard pregnancy, very, very sick, very, very ill. And she would just be there. Right? So the room that we were staying in, there was this closet, and she would just be in the closet. And I would be afraid to go down the stairs to go to the bathroom. Right. And, you know, this other person that I was married to was not a very sympathetic person. Mm -hmm. So he wouldn't get up and walk with me to the bathroom. So I eventually put a bucket at the end of the bed. <laughs> because I wouldn't go downstairs. So uh, one day, I was upstairs and there was this room. And you're going to like this part. It had all the cluster flies. And so that was the room that the husband wanted to make into the nursery. Oh, gosh. And I said there was no way no, I was going to do that because there's all these flies. Well, I didn't know what cluster flies were at the time. Mm -hmm. I just thought, holy crap, holy, right? Well, so there's this, there's top of the stairs is our room. Then there was the room that was going to be the nursery. And then another little room and then the attic. And when I would open the attic door, the man that was killed would sit in the attic. And that was the only place the crazy lady wouldn't go. Hmm. So he would always say, come in here with me. I wouldn't because I don't know, <laughs> right? So I'm, you know, pregnant and big and the whole thing. And the neighbor next door, right? She says, oh, you know, you have some cravings? Yeah, I want food. Okay, come over, I'm gonna make you food. She goes, I'm gonna tell you the history of your house. I said, no, I'm gonna tell you the history of my house. <laughs> there was this crazy lady in the, the you know, Civil War yeah. and she killed him and then she took him out back in that apple tree and she hung him. And she goes, that's exactly right. How did you know that? I said, because I see her. <laughs> and I swear to you on the lights of my one hope grandchild, we're talking this, lightning hits that apple tree. No kidding. No kidding. Wow. So in this house, because it's preserved by the historical society, mm -hmm. it's got, if you took down all the walls and all that, mm -hmm. back then they used to do newspaper for insulation. Yep. That's yeah, the is on it, yep. the whole thing. So the house is preserved by the historical society. You right. can't do any changes to it. So when the winter came, it was very, very, very cold upstairs. So we boarded off and just stayed downstairs. So it, he'd be gone and I'd be there all by myself and she would just torment was be there. Mm -hmm. And I did everything I could to get her to leave, to cross over. This was her house. Her and she house. wasn't leaving. She wasn't leaving. So in January of 82, my oldest son was born. And uh, being a new mom, 
you know, I'm, I'm nervous about everything. So we had this big dining room table and there's a little rocky chair and I put him in the middle of the dining room table so I could see him while I made his bottles. I could see him from my kit, from, it's like an open kitchen, so I could see him kind of deal. And he let up his blood curdling scream. I look over and she's pinching him. She's pinching my little, my little infant. And I got over there to her and she let me know one of us is going and it ain't going to be her. And he had all these marks on him. And I went and stayed with my mother's and eventually we moved out. And she's probably still there. Wow. Come to find out that it was all part of the one of the way stations used in the city. Oh, okay. Huh. So she 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 was one case to me that I could not get to budge. She was just the most uh, negative thing. Look, I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in Satan, but I know evil. Do you don't believe evil? No. That's a whole other subject. We'll get to that sometime. So, uh, but I know evil, and she was she was evil. Right. She was evil. So last year. Last year, we had two of the grandkids of the kid that was born in 82, and we took them up to the state park and went to get candy, and then we drove around and we stopped by the house. I'd love to see the picture sometime. Yeah, I would really enjoy that, actually. I really have a high interest in that. Obviously, I have a high interest in that. <laughs> What's the name of your show? Let's talk it out. Uh, well, no, that'd be really cool. I'd love to see the pictures. Absolutely love it. Interesting place and interesting stuff. But, you know, you get those things. You get all kinds of things that will play nice with people and will not play nice with people. Mm -hmm. She did not play nice with people. Hmm. She was just more powerful. Oh. So speaking of evil spirits, is that time? Is that time? It's that time. All right. Time for the <laughs> partaking of the alcohol beverages. Here on Let's Talk It All, which you can find us at letstalkitall.com. You can hear us on Diversity Broadcasting Network, which is diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com. Uh, there's a ton of great shows on that uh, network as well. I went over there the list is. last show, I believe, went over the list. I'll do it again, but not tonight. Uh, but check it out. Hello, Renee. Yes, Renee. Yay. Renee has a show on Sundays. So Renee has a show on Sundays. Yes. So tonight, we're going to... Go back to a standard favorite, Black Raspberry from Mr. Boston. And we're also, for Lonnie, it's going to have some cream de coco. So between those two, we should be fine. So, folks, <laughs> here's to swimming with bow-legged women. women. Demons. <laughs> You know, Alani, you might as well finish the damn bottle. Look at this right. left. There you go. Alani's going to finish the bottle, folks. <laughs> That's right. Well, we have a special guest, then. I appreciate it. Here's to you. Happy Solomon. Happy Solomon. Also tough. I'm, I'm going to sip. Sip away. Sip away. All right. So, um, so you know, since we're talking about Halloween and ghost stories, and Alani says she doesn't believe in demons. There you now, I, I have seen some uh, decent evidence, what I consider decent, decent evidence anyway, on what I believe was a demon. Uh, I saw photographs of little footprints that were definitely not human going up the wall and over the ceiling. I mean, just crazy shit. You just, just nutty stuff and videotape of it too. And, you know, these are pretty honest people. I mean, you can tell they weren't like doing this for publicity. They're like, what the hell is this? Right. They actually left the house. Didn't sell it. They just let the bank take it and left it because they were that freaked out. You know, I mean, why whatever this entity was, uh, whether it was a demon or not, I don't know. But it was something, at least to me, didn't seem to be human. Right. You well, know. I've seen things that haven't been human. You know, I've seen elemental. You saw my ex-wife. Yes! Yeah, right! <laughs> She's with my ex-husband. Three more minutes into the program. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I believe in the... Well, 
there is more under heaven and earth ratio than we're ever going to know. Absolutely. Right. So I can't say that there there aren't demons. Mm -hmm. I can say that I've never I've experienced things that have punched me, kicked me, hurt me, blah blah blah, been ugly. Right. Boogity boogity shoe. Right. The whole thing. <laughs> but can I say that's a demon? I don't know. But what do I know? Right. Right? As soon as I see one or experience one on that level, someone say, Now that's a demon, I'll say okie dokie. <laughs> but until then, it's to me just a negative entity, lower vibrational piece of crap. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But what's a demon? I mean, what's that definition? Right, exactly. See, I'm going from the Christian you know, because that's what I grew up with, you know, what I understand. So that's where my my thinking comes from, you know, or my understanding of what I would consider a demon. And that's what we do. We give power to things that we believe. Right. And so if we believe that there's uh, a heaven, we believe that there's a hell. And if there's a hell, there's a Satan. If there's a Satan, there's a demon. If there's a demon, then it can possess you. If it can possess you, then, you know, and it goes on and on and on. Sure, why not? I mean, I think it's just, I think it's terminology more than anything else. I think what you call a negative energy or negative spirit is, could very well be a deep. Mm -hmm. Sure, good. Yeah, I think absolutely. It's just, I think it's just terminology that makes it simpler for people to, to grasp what it is and, and better comprehend it. Absolutely. And you know, when you said the, you know, the whole hell thing, uh, when I was growing up, being growing up Catholic, again, every Sunday, and then we had religious class Monday night, CCD class, I actually went to Catholic school for a while. Um, so we, I had a much different upbringing than a lot of people that was very strict. Um, but I had this fear that I was going to burn in hell if I didn't, like, walk the right line. I mean, I had a lot of opportunities in my young life to have a lot of fun, and I chose not to. I'm like, oh, shit, if I do that, I'm going to burn in hell. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the... Isn't that the isn't that the principle of it? Do what right. do what we say, or yeah. thou shalt suffer the. Well, that, and that's blah, what blah, that blah. was burned in my mind. I mean, like, my God, I passed up so many. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know. I couldn't understand. Well, that's. Uh, I still don't understand. And as I look at the way things are today, I kind of think <clears throat> it'd be nice if some of that hell of that fear of hell and brimstone and fire was drummed into some of our young teens and early 20 folks today. I think might do some good. I think that's... You t are you talking about letting them be respectful and know morals? Well, I think... I think Moral value? I think when there is a... when there is a lack of Consequences. People do whatever the whatever the whatever the fork they want. That's it. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. To paint a picture of burning in hell if you don't do the right things. Served a general purpose that, up until the last couple of decades, has been okay. Yeah. But then, if you look at other cultures, that's pretty burned into people's hands. Well. Yeah. 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 You know? Well, you look at even like someone like Indonesia or um, the Philippines or uh, Vietnam for that matter, um, the respect for the elders is amazing when it comes to the young people. Not you know, country. but you know, seriously, you, you yeah. walk in the house, take your shoes off. I mean, like it, it, the old, the, the older man and woman in the house, your grandparents, or even your great grandparents, some they all live together, and those are the people who make the final decisions, mm -hmm. and they're they're shown the ultimate respect. You never talk back, you never question. And I agree you know, with that. Yeah, I do too. You know, I do too, and I that's what's lacking in our, our society. I think is this is is a total lack of respect well, today. Yeah, uh, give me yeah, and we and that's sure. another thing. You know, somebody was just talking about today. They. They were talking about at work that when she was a young girl, she got to go to Czechoslovakia with her grandmother and visit the old country. And they spent a month there. And at first she hated it because she was 14. And, it's, oh, you know, they're so used to, sure. you know, everything, getting everything down. And it was such a different culture. And then but by the time she was leaving, she was crying because she didn't want to leave 
because they didn't care about materialism. It was all about family and working hard and doing the best you can and coming back and taking care of your family. There wasn't all this party and, and you know, I got to have this and I got to have that. You know, it was such a different society, you know, and uh, I, I think it's a lot that's very true about us today. We're very spoiled. We are the new broken empire, you know, in my opinion. What he said. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but I agree. Well, in the in the in the, in oh, the Roman, book of Roman Empire. yeah, in the book of Revelations, it talks about the Roman Empire. You know, I thought it was some kind of Star Wars reference. What no, what do I know? No, no, this in the Roman Empire, you know, everything was, you know, the Roman Empire was the only, you know, empire in the world that had running water. You know, it had aqueducts, so they brought all the water in. You know, and the Roman Empire didn't fall because uh, of lead pipes and this other crap. They didn't. It fell because. They couldn't keep people out. Everyone wanted in because they had something nobody else had. They had running water. I mean, so simple. They had the great aqueduct system. Um, and they just couldn't control their borders because everybody wanted in. Not that anybody wanted out. They wanted in. They had We're, people making walls. They could have taken wall A or C. Before we start getting the emails, <laughs> it's Jeff at Let's Talk It All That Come. <laughs> I spent a lot of time researching and, the Roman and, Empire. And Jeff system. understands it was more than just the running water that brought the downfall of the no, Roman Empire. No, but that was the primary. Before, Trust you, start, me, before you start building your it actually was and insisting yeah, that we no, give up on running water. No, no. It was the aqueduct. Trust me, it was the whole aqueduct system that actually was the downfall of the Roman Empire. They had one thing the rest of the entire world did not have, and that was running fresh water. That's I'll it. take fresh water for 500 dollars <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And so one of the other things that is really wonderful about this time of year is that as the, as the hours get shorter, the daylight hours get shorter, and the, the night hours get longer, it's that time of introspection to do all the work that we can do psychologically, spiritually, all those, all those inner workings. Now's the dark time of the year to go inward and look at all that stuff within us. See what we want to address, what we want to change, what we want to put to bed, we want to wake up, you know, those things. So having this time of year, you know, with the 31st being the new year, you can go into that dark time going, what do I want to work on? What, what, what do I want to change about me by the time days get longer? What is it that I want to let go of? What is it that I want to get rebirth to? What is it that, uh, what is it that calls to me right now? So it's kind of like a version of New Year's re resolution. It is. Okay. In the respect that you look inward and, and challenge. challenge. Challenge yourself. yourself. Challenge yourself to those, to those things. A lot of times what we do is, one of the customs is called a dumb supper. And it's, it, it can be as formal or non-formal as you want. We've done, done it, we've done, done dumb finger foods. Right? And it's dumb in the respect that there's no speaking. Dumb in that respect. And you put a plate, an empty plate, for your ancestors. And then everyone eats and sound. And you're contemplating what's coming. So there's, there's no TV at this point or anything like that. You mm -mm. turn all that crap off. No phones. Nothing. Everything, you know. And so the harvest is brought in. You have food for a few months, so we're going to celebrate that we have food. We're going to celebrate that it's the turning of the wheel, and we're going to pray that the new, that the light will come back, and that the harvest will be good again another year, and that this year coming up, I'm going to drink less rum and be more better, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And how long, um, how many hours is this That is up ceremony? to you. Usually, however long you want to do your well, dinner. What would you recommend? I'm actually going to try this with the family this year. We've usually done, usually in my coven, we, what we'll do is... It's like a vampire. I know. <laughs> um, we, we might do a dumb supper. We might do a meditation and then our dumb supper. Okay. Where we will do a meditation on... Uh, any, any number of things, whoever's going to do it, you know, but it'll, it'll come to looking inward. And then we'll just go to the table and we'll sit down and we'll, we'll pass food. I mean, we can smile at each other and we can nod at each other, do that kind of thing, but we say nothing. And a lot of times we just sit quietly and just think about our loved ones and our ancestors and, and those things. And when we're all done, 
and we leave the table and we just and we celebrate. See, you know, Heather was really into that, you know. Uh, See, is this like dinner every night for you? <laughs> That's a oh, joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. There's no closed captioning on the radio show. <laughs> oh, are you gonna get it? <laughs> You're gonna burn, buddy. You're gonna I, burn. I knew. I, knew well, I believed in hell. <laughs> you thought Sam Squash was uh, yelling earlier? Where we get home? Um, but uh, no, Heather would actually love that idea. I think it'd be really cool. Dude, it's a lovely. Different. It's a lovely sentiment to, yeah. to honor our loved ones and to. Um, to take that time because it's it takes focus you know you're not just gonna it, where at where's my cell phone where's Hulu? where's right what do you mean i'm gonna sit here for 20 minutes half an hour silently eating thinking about what i'm putting into my body thinking about the food that i'm eating thinking about that kind of stuff and so for us because we don't do a lot of practice together i'll do that with my cover people hmm. And maybe we'll do it before Halloween. Maybe we'll do it after Halloween, but we'll—it'll still be our thing. Yeah. In all fairness, I do try to do this, and she goes, "How come you're not talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> How was your day?" <laughs> and it never works out. I'm trying to be silent while I'm eating, being thankful, thinking about right. everyone. That's like, how I am. You're not talking to me. Oh, I get the same thing. I know. She didn't mind. I know. Heather, I love her to death, but she doesn't understand when I sit down to eat. I want to eat. I'm not there to talk. I get food in my body, or I'm going to die. That's how I think. I gotta eat now. It's very important to me that I eat now. I'm one of those people. I gotta eat. I don't want to talk about my day. It's the same day every day. I tell her same thing happened yesterday. Every day. <laughs> You're both rotten in hell, you know. <laughs> Yay! Hello. <laughs> now I'm gonna believe in hell just for you. Just two. for us too. Hey, if we're going to in hell, that'd be all right too. <laughs> Well, if there is a hell, I look forward to going because it'll be a whole lot more fun. Oof. Oh. Oh. You know, and that freaks me out because I watch a lot of YouTube stuff. And then I watch these stories about I went to hell and I came back and Jesus told me, I was like, tell everybody this stuff. And I watched those stories. They're nasty stories. They're yeah. not good. I saw Michael Jackson Bernie with two stakes off his ass type of stuff. You yeah. know, I mean, like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> I hear these stories. That's not a place I don't want to go. You'd be there with your ex-wife. That would be it. I know that would be that would be my hell right there. That would be my hell. Yep, that would be my hell. I'm terrible. She she's not an evil person. She I, that's not fair to me to say that. No, she's yeah. very lovely because I've heard, I have heard him say very nice things. Yeah. This is all shtick. Yeah. For the show. Yeah. Shtick for the show. Shtick for the show. I don't wish nobody anything bad because I don't want that stuff wished on me. So, no so I have another story. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. 19, we, we've jumped ahead. It's now 1996. And um, I was living in Corning, going to school, going to college there. And there was some um, friends, right? And this one particular friend had some friends. And they decided they were going on Halloween. They were going to go to a cemetery and fool around with a Ouija board having no freaking clue what they were doing. That's opened up a gateway. And that's what they did. And yeah, they had what? all kinds of things happen. And then one of them tried to commit suicide. And mm -hmm. one of them got psychologically damaged. Yeah. And this whole thing, blah, 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 blah. So she's calling me, you know, oh my God, we're in the cemetery. There's weird things happening. What so I did talk her through how to close the Ouija board. And, right. You know, if you can't put back what you bring out, don't bring it out in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. That's what she said. Oh, <laughs> I know where you live. I know. I know you do. And you've listened to this show, so you have to know some of these comments. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Um, don't summon what you can't deal with. No. Yeah. In any in any faith, any religion, any 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 anything. Right. Absolutely. We, uh, my mother actually got a Ouija board from a garage sale, one of those old ones. And I remember, it's like, it's haunted, I'm telling you, it's haunted. And sure as shit, stuff starting to happen in the house. It went. The thing went. It was gone. I don't know if she burned it. My mom got rid of it. Little things are happening. This is that my father died. Uh, he actually died in our house, but I, it wasn't my old man. I know that. You would do shit like this, but it was pretty freaky. Um, so I believe that, you know, you, you gotta be careful with that stuff. Um, I brought it up a few times, like, oh, I should get a Ouija board, and Heather's very, mm, I don't think it's a good idea, you know, and she's very, uh, you know, she, she's in tune, uh, she, she, I've told Animal before, mm -hmm. she knows things before she they does. happen. She's, she's very open. 
She's got some uh, things I don't she understand. She has some mojo. She does. She has some mojo. She you know. Um, but uh, so, uh, you know, when she tells me stuff like that, I kind of listen. You know, I'm like, all right, I got it. I think it was your first show or your second show. You started telling us my, my Ouija board story with the young man that, the young man that, that died. The little kid? Yeah. That you predicted was going to die? Yes. Yeah. So you want that story? Yes, let's okay. do that story. All right. So let's see. We're, we're going back in time again. So I was probably in, I was probably eight or nine years old in that, probably eight, you know? Mm -hmm. Because my brother was a year younger, seven, so in that So we're upstairs in the bedroom, and we're sitting on my sister's bed playing with the Ouija board. And where we lived, the house behind us, there was a family. And in the family, there was a, a, a girl that was between, was uh, like maybe two years younger than me, and then her little brother, who wasn't even in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And um, we're playing with the Ouija board, and I just kind of went into trance, I guess, whatever, playing Ouija board, and I looked at this little boy, this little sweet little boy, and said, you're going to die. And he understood what <laughs> you're going to die means, and he starts, he just lost it. And then the sister lost it, because the brother lost it, right. yelling at me, they run out of the house, right? call my parents. I got grounded again. <laughs> and uh, so, eventually, this family moves out, mm -hmm. and, and relatives of theirs moved in and the lady that was there i used to call her the the, the lizard lady the alligator <laughs> she was under the sun from oh her, those types her skin was so leathery she i have no idea how old she was but she looked like she was 80. <laughs> it was just scary right oh my god you have the bleach blonde hair mm -hmm. and the skin oh mm -hmm. she's scared so um that summer the following summer when she was there I went out my backyard and they were having a um, family reunion kind of deal. And when you look at their house, of course, when you're when you're little, things look taller, right? So when you went to their backyard, there was a series of a bunch of steps up to the back door, like like a, like like a flight of stairs, not like a few stairs for a back porch, a flight of stairs. Mm -hmm. So she calls me over to the back of the fence and says, "Come here." <laughs> and she lifts me over the fence and takes me up onto the, up the stairs to the thing. So then they're all, I look down and there's all these family people, dozens. And she goes, this is the girl. This is the girl that said that, I'm just going to say his name is T instead of what his real name is. Right. Um, was going to die. And she looks at me she goes, and he died. Oh. And so then they're all yelling at me want to know more and do all okay. this stuff and i'm like i'm just a kid right and yeah. so i'm all kind of scared and oh my god because it, it hits me oh my god i have no idea how he died um so my mother who was pretty intuitive comes out the back door and over the fence was what's going on and so they're all telling her well she's the one that told you blah, blah, blah. i got grounded again <laughs> <laughs> pull me back around the fence you're grounded go in the house so, you know, I spent a lot of my summers grounded because you don't tell people who grandmother's behind you and the kids are going to So, uh, recently, a friend of mine said, well, why don't you try and Google him? So I put his name in and the time period, but because I don't know where they moved to, mm -hmm. no clue, I couldn't find him. What, what, how did you know though? I mean, what was the process that you looked at and said, I know you're going to die? I, mean, how did I that... have no idea. I think I went into trance. Because okay. we were using the Ouija board. Mm -hmm. I remember we were doing the Ouija board, just going around there, and I just remember looking at the kid and just saying, You're going to die. And now, has that ever happened before where you saw somebody said, Holy shit, you're going to die? Yes. Wow. But okay. not at that age. Right. You know, since then. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm an experienced medium now. You, right. know, you don't, New York State doesn't like that. They don't shine to that. Don't right. tell people they're going to die. So I don't do that. You know, usually if I have someone before me and they, they know that they're sick, they know that they're getting ready. And I'll say, it's time to write on the back of the pictures. It's time to tell the stories. It's time to be in the You're not telling me that right now. You're just relating. I'm just that. relating. Okay, gotcha. Right. Because gotcha. believe me, I'll be telling him later because of all the things he's been saying. <laughs> So you get to, um, you know, you learn how to temper that stuff. Right. But it's still disconcerting. It's still 
disconcerting. Especially when I have a client who I have said something to and they'll come to me and say, Mm -hmm. What do you do? But when it's a kid and you tell him a kid, that's pretty spooky. Even for my level, it's spooky. So, how? I don't think we're specific stuff about this. We got time. Oh, we got time. Oh, we got time. I don't know. Is it their their spirit guides telling you that they're going to pass, or do you see. Sometimes. Is it like an episode of Twilight Zone where their face lights up? There is all kinds of ways. Okay. Sometimes their guides are talking to me. Sometimes their family members are talking to me. Sometimes I'm looking at them and I can just see it. Okay. So there's no, there is absolutely right. no one well, answer. Okay. There is no one answer. And if someone tells you that there, it's only, you can only do this one way, well, you know, we know that. there are a bunch of malarkey. There's too many different ways. Everybody's a little, filters differently. There's some commonalities, mm-hmm. but not a... Not nah, science, that like this is it. This is the only way. Yeah, yeah that don't know. Right. This is an atom. This is how it is. Gotcha. Right. 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 It's interesting when I go to funerals. Sometimes I'll see them there. Sometimes I won't see them. Sometimes I'll be standing back. Sometimes I'll be standing back, but not always. You know, uh, my uh, girlfriend before uh, Heather. Uh, when I got that, we, we had broken up. Anyway, me and Heather got together like three or four months later, and. Uh, her name was Dana, and she passed away. Mm-hmm. She was almost 24 years old, heart attack. And uh, at the funeral, we were at this church uh, off of Airport Road. There's a little white church. The pet, where the pet is, where the pet walking is. Anyway, yep. long story yep. short, uh, they had a Christmas tree up. It was right around Christmas, and the lights on the tree were blinking. They were off, and then all of a sudden, during the ceremony, they started blinking. Like when her father was talking, and when he stopped talking, it stopped blinking. Um, and she used to tell me all the time, she, you know, like we make a plans, you know, for long term, you know, things are good. And, and she's like, I'm not going to make it that long. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're a kid. Like, because I was older, you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, I'll, I wouldn't make 29. I'm like, stop saying that. Dude. That's ridiculous. And I don't like hearing that crap. But she was right. She she knew. She like knew. Here, man. Here's what know? I tell my clients that. The, the soul knows how we're leaving, and it knows when. It knows how. The mortal part of us doesn't. There is a select population that has a clue. Elvis, he said, I'll never look for this. She said that. I had said forever, I'll never be sexy. I've only got a few months left for that, so, you know, hopefully. Elvis oh, Jesus. No, I no, was you that you were already 60. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you, you don't fork it all. I don't fork it all, then. So... Uh, some people have that insight, that little clue that they're not going to... Well, Heather says that stuff, too. I mean, like, she's like, you're going to die before you. I'm going to die before you. Like, don't say that. I don't want to hear that shit. You know, I've been down this road. I don't want to hear that crap, yeah, you know? Yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm scared. Thank you. Well, isn't that and I've tried how many times to kill you? <laughs> you've tried, you tried several times to kill me, and I have yet, yet to... Uh, Make that final. I tried to turn the machines off. No. No. We induced the coma medically. You can't turn off the machine. Trust me, she's tried. I tried. I gave him a warning. I gave him a warning. I did give him a warning. You did. So, for our younger listeners out there that go to weddings with their parents and friends, and old people come up and pinch you on the cheek and say, oh, you're next, you're next. To get married, next time you're at a funeral, go up to these same old people, pinch them on the cheeks, and go, oh, you're next, you're next, you're next. <laughs> and see how they like it. <laughs> Sounds like a party game. Yeah, it good. does. It I does like that. It's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we are quickly approaching the... Oh, my gosh, we are. Let's we're talk it all the witching hour again. We'd like to thank Renee at Diversity Broadcasting dot com for diversity indulging us diversity broadcasting network dot com yes for indulging <clears throat> us uh, we are let's talk it all at let's talk it all dot com and I think Jeff has some final words for us yes uh, I just want to thank Alani for being on the show you Absolutely. are the best guest we've ever had oh thank you guys, guys. Uh, <laughs> but the best by far thank you very much uh, we much. definitely want you back 
anytime you're available, I think oh, the, the third person actually adds a lot to the show. Sure. Um, I'm a little twisted. So. Hey, so, so are we. Yes, you are. We're all a little bit twisted. <laughs> yes, you so, are. Okay. Um, and I guess what we should leave the show with is, you know what? Uh, life is short. Enjoy it. You don't know what tomorrow brings. Absolutely.